Pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome to The Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM, and On the Beat. I am your host, Carl Stutzman. It is good to be with you on this Wednesday. Uh, We're going to call it an all-health Wednesday, starting things off with Dr. Bethany Waite, Elkhart County Public Health Officer. Uh, We talked with uh, Dr. Waite about a month ago and kind of caught up on uh, what was going on with COVID at the time. And here we are about a month later, and it is an entirely different ballgame at this point. Vaccinations are rolling out. Uh, You know, we're down to individuals in their 60s are now eligible to be able to get their vaccines. I think every single one of us at least knows one or two people that are fully vaccinated at this point. So it's progressing along. Uh, Dr. Waite, thank you for joining the program with us today. First and foremost, I have to ask, how are you and the family doing? How's the last month been for you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, thank you for having me. I uh, have really been enjoying myself. I'm about a month and a half in, almost two months in now, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been going really well. And I, my family is adapting well to the new job. I'm definitely home more than what I was in private practice, so I think that's been beneficial. And starting on Monday, I get to send my kids back to school four days a week. Whoop, whoop. I am so excited. Well, and it's and that was one of your things you talked about. You know, it's the 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 perspective that you bring into this job is you're not just a doctor. You're you're also a mom and you're a wife. And so you're a business owner. You've got you kind of got all the areas covered. And, you know, you kind of saw the importance of, well, these are things that I kind of wanted to happen. And getting kids back to school was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so the superintendents, we've been meeting with them on a weekly basis for the pretty much since the pandemic started, but since I started in January. So getting to know all the superintendents have been great. And man, are they wonderful people who care about our kids a lot. Uh, And they are working really, really hard to make it so all the kids can come back at least four days full time and just get some sense of normalcy again, which I think is super important. Um, And so I was a little nervous when they first opened back up and went back after the holidays, but really we have not seen any kind of spread within the school systems. Most systems have maybe one to 3% of kids that are quarantined. So they're doing a phenomenal job. They're keeping their kids distant. They're wearing masks and it's working. So I really think that if we just continue with this combo, we can certainly get back to some type of normality at this point. So has it been odd for you I, I, from, a, from a, a, a disease spread point of view that schools are kind of one of the points of least concern right now? Because isn't that usually how it works? Our kids get sick, they spread it at school, and they just kind of keep moving it around. I always feel like it's the kids in their sticky hands that are getting everyone sick, but they seem to be doing the best right now. I think part of it's the virus, you know, this particular virus probably spreads in that population where it is more asymptomatic, so they don't really have it. It's more the teachers that end up getting it. Um, But even then, our teacher rates of illness are fairly low right now as well. So I really think that they're really good sanitation and Uh, enforcement of mask wearing and distancing uh, and then particular like cafeteria eating in the classrooms and keeping kids within their quote pods is working working well 
So uh, it, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about more about vaccinations and, and kind of the age groups here in in just a second. But uh, one of the big controversies in Indiana is that we're not vaccinating our teachers. Can I ask where you fall on that issue? Sure. I mean, certainly I wish that we could, because um, I think that's, you know, the reason why we had to shift to hybrid or some of those districts had to switch to hybrid or had to switch to virtual is because clearly they didn't have staff available because staff was thick. So from that standpoint, man, it would be great to vaccinate teachers. The problem is there just aren't enough vaccines. And right now, targeting the groups that we're targeting, it's important to get those people vaccinated because by far they have a much increased risk of dying from COVID-19. So you have a, if you get COVID-19 in your 80s, you have a one in two chance of dying. If you get it in your 70s, you have like a one in four, one in five chance. If you get it in your 60s, it goes to about one in seven, eight, ten-ish. And then if you get it in your 50s, um, it goes to one in 16. So that's why the state is really focusing in on the 60 plus category and then next will be 50 plus along with patients that have those typical comorbidities that we're talking about, diabetes, active cancers, sickle cell, Down syndrome, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my mom is a healthcare worker. My dad had cancer and was considered part of the high risk category. So they have actually both already received their vaccines. Um, the 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 whole process and and breaking it down by uh, age group to me has seemed interesting. And uh, it's it's not that I don't disagree with it by any means. It's just when you think of a vaccine rollout, I guess I, I never really had thought at any point in my life I'd see a rollout that happened that way. Does that make any sense? Um, you know, usually the, the yeah, disease yeah. parts itself. There's 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 a vaccine for it. People can get the vaccine, but it's but it's people can get the vaccine. It's rarely ever broken down by age group. It's just a very interesting situation to be in. For sure. And I think that, you know, in looking at this rollout, too, this has been more not an economical, let's get back to some type of normal rollout. It's been let's target what we have to target, which is deaths and hospitalizations, because that was our greatest concern way back in March of last year. Our biggest concern was we are going to overwhelm our hospitals. We're not going to have enough ventilators. We're not going to have enough PPE. This is a disaster. And so by us targeting this group, that takes out that need to um, vaccinate everybody and just target the hospitalizations and the deaths. Because let's be honest, we're not going to be able to get rid of COVID-19 completely unless, you know, the whole population gets vaccinated, which we're probably going to struggle to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I think really where everybody's shifting is, look, we all want to get back to normal. We all want to open back up. So for us to do that, we got to target our highest, most vulnerable patients to start. So then we can kind of go back to that normal capacity look and see 
even though the whole population isn't vaccinated, how is the spread of the virus? Are we having overwhelming situations in our hospitals? Well, the thought would be no, because we've targeted that highest risk population. And the same for deaths. Are we seeing more deaths? Well, we shouldn't because we're vaccinating that highest risk population. So now it turns to COVID-19, the sickness that you get, but you get over and you move on Mm -hmm. instead of let's completely eradicate it. Well, I I think that, you know, since the last time you and I talked, the numbers in Elkhart County have improved drastically. Um, Is that is that just on the heels of the vaccine? Has that been the biggest contributing factor to that? I think the mask mandate that was in effect in November was helpful to kind of jumpstart. That's kind of when we stopped seeing the dramatic peak. And then I think the everybody pitching in and doing their best to wear their masks and social distance, even though your numbers were going high during that Christmas season, we were kind of on the downswing. So I really do think it was people doing the right things. And so now I think that, yes, we are seeing improvements in our hospitals because that most vulnerable are not getting sick. So hopefully now that we are, quote, reopening, where we're starting to feel like we're getting back to some kind of normality, um, businesses are filling up, restaurants look like they're busier, et cetera that we will still continue to see very low rates of spread. And then if that continues, then everybody's going to feel more and more confident about reopening. Uh, And so, you know, tomorrow there's a good chance that we could be in the blue from a positivity rate. So we might flip from yellow to blue. We'll see. Yesterday, we were a little above 5%. We have to be under 5% to go to blue. But that would take us up to 100% capacity in most places. Um, Certainly, we still want people to social distance. And so if you can't ensure that you have that six foot of social distance, we don't want you to do full capacity. But this, this... while annoying the slow reopening is helping us kind of see how are we going to do how's the population looking is the virus spreading worse and uh and just to clarify and i know this on the news side but when we do make that flip when it happens eventually because it will happen eventually uh you know you it's not it's Mm -hmm. not an immediate changeover there is a little bit of a gap in time there where you guys kind of wait in the numbers before those changes are officially made Yeah, so the state wants to see, so every Wednesday, the state reevaluates and looks to see Tuesday or early Wednesday, what positivity rate do you have? And that's kind of the the deciding factor. So we may shift to blue, but we still have to hover at that blue for two weeks before we're, quote, official. But what that does is that allows us to give us two weeks to see, are we going in the right direction? Are we keeping the spread low? If we continue to to transition to these low rates of spread, we absolutely can reopen. Uh, There's no reason why we can't because we've already opened schools. Our rates have not gone up. We continue to do 
more opening of businesses, special events, etc. If we continue to see that that will that our numbers still say low, despite us doing these social activities, then we'll continue to go in that direction. So that's that really is the goal. I don't I mean, these restrictions stink. And so if we can continue this trend of being patient, letting us reevaluate every two weeks and see where are we? How are we doing? That's the best way to get us into this back to normal kind of mode. Uh, the restrictions stink. You heard it here first on The Heart. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here really quick with uh, Dr. Bethany Waite. Be right back. It's on the beat on The Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Keeping an eye on what's happening in your backyard, it's back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And back to On the Beat on the Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Dr. Bethany Waite is with us, Elkhart County Public Health Officer. Uh, it, Dr. Waite and I were kind of discussing where the numbers are, where the progress has been in Elkhart County, and there's certainly a lot of positive news there. Uh, Dr. Waite wanted the, to talk a little bit about the vaccine and just kind of ask you, how have distribution efforts been going so far? Really well. I mean, I think that we get more and more vaccines. Um, we had kind of a hiccup this week with the bad weather. It um, The shipment from the federal government to the state of Indiana was delayed, which then delayed uh, our stock for about five days. But luckily we were able to borrow from a, another facility. Uh, so we were able to keep our clinic open and we didn't have to shut down. So we are rapidly approaching 300 vaccines a day. Wow. Um, Elkhart General continues to do 600 a day um, and Goshen Hospital is doing 400 a day. So we are just moving right along. Um, it opened up today, so it's 60 plus. Uh, so that's really exciting. The thought would be that will take us, book us out about three more weeks. Uh, and then at that point in time, it will go down to probably 55 plus. So okay. we're moving right along. And, you know, since the Biden administration has started, we definitely have seen an increase in vaccines coming our way, a steady, more con uh, consistent flow. So um, it's going well. Um I, you'll get, I think in general, we'll start seeing local pharmacies coming online here relatively soon. Um, now, all of those will be coming from the federal government, not from the state. They will still follow the same criteria of the state of Indiana, but we should see those start coming online. So hopefully uh, we will be moving along here and this will continue to help our numbers look good. That's certainly that's that's great news. I'm I'm distribution. You know, I, I know that was going to be the uh, the key difficulty. I mean, we we talked about you know developing the vaccine and how much effort was going to go into that, and that is a whole trial in and of itself. But when you're looking at the United States of a whole, how then do you you know distribute a vaccine to 358 million million Americans? Do it as fairly as possible uh, and distribute the doses as they come. It is if you really think about it on kind of that. Great grand scale such a massive effort it almost seems impossible 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. And honestly, I think the state of Indiana, I have to give them kudos because, you know, we aren't running out of vaccines. It's it's been a slow rollout. And we started out with only 400 shots per shipment, which was about 400 a week. Um, But really, we've ramped up and now we're up to 1500 uh, a week, if not more. And so um they've done a nice job about keeping it consistent versus you know you look at kind of the stories with these mass vaccination sites and you see that they're closed because they don't have vaccines so i think that they're they're doing a good job and at least um helping people kind of through and keep it flowing so it feels like something's actually happening Mm-hmm. And it's not this up and down roller coaster that it feels like in some other places in the country. Do you guys have an idea of when you expect to be Elkhart County fully vaccinated? Is is that something that you guys have even looked down the road at, or are you just taking it one step at a time? We're mainly like taking it one step at a time. But I mean, if we continue to vaccinate at the rate that we're going, the hope would be around summertime that the people that are eligible as of today, which is 18 and older, we would be approaching that if everybody was wanting to get it and no hiccups with the vaccine in the next, you know, four months. Um, The other thing is, is that the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine should be coming online here eventually. And with that addition, that will help us quite a bit as well. As we're looking at the vaccine rollout, you know, it's it's good to know that you guys kind of have a number in mind. I, I got to say that hearing that, you know, from my perspective and being in news, we, we're constantly tracking events. And, and I know that you are working with a lot of individual um uh, groups and, and people that want to put on events. Things like the Elkhart County 4-H Fair is a big one. The Elkhart Jazz Festival is one that everyone's talking about. Uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, the Napanee, uh the Arts Festival. We're going to have the Apple Festival. There's all these things that, you know, we're used to around here that we didn't have last year that are kind of hinging on the efforts. And so, I mean, I got to say, you know, hearing that it's going so well, that makes me feel pretty good about things in, in our county. I, I feel like we're we're doing really, really well. Yeah, I mean, really, I think if we can continue to encourage mask wearing and continue to encourage social distancing and keeping our numbers low like they are now, there's no reason why we can't do fun events. So the fair is doing a phenomenal job about looking at how they can keep people distanced and spread out. And so, and they are determined to have it go. And so I think that's great. And we'll continue to help them. Um, We have a lot of special events coming up. We have a lot of weddings that are coming in. I think I have some concern um, with weddings. I just worry about enforcement. I think that's going to be the hardest for us is um, we have these special event centers. They're somewhat uncomfortable doing really large groups. They're kind of wanting to keep their capacity around 100. 
individuals. And so I think that's difficult for some community members where they really wanted to have those larger weddings, but the event centers just right now aren't feeling comfortable being able to enforce those large um, events. So we'll kind of see how things go. Certainly starting out slow is what's going to work because then we can kind of see how is the spread in our community. But we really don't want to stop anybody from having their events. We just want to make sure that everybody's doing it safely so we can continue with this trend of reopening. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you guys well enough to know that you don't you don't want to say no. You want to say yes when people come to you with a plan and want to hold the event. Right. You, know, you want to be able to look at them and be like, go for it. Great. Have fun. All right. I'm meeting with the Jazz Festival. Uh, three people from the Jazz Festival next week to kind of discuss what we think that should look like and how we can spread that out and the different events that they have throughout the city uh, downtown. And so we'll be working with that as well. So, I I mean, I want to reassure people that if we can continue to keep doing what we're doing and keep our numbers low, while these events may not necessarily look exactly like they have in years past, they're still going to happen and they're still going to be fun and there are going to still be activities that we can get outside and spread out and still socialize. Mm -hmm. So just remember that when you really want to rip that mask off and yell at a baseball game or yell at a basketball game that we're so close to getting back to normal we just really got to stick it out for the rest the rest of the game yeah and and that was going to be my 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 final kind of parting statement is um i was reminded rather abruptly that covid is still around my wife tested positive i was put into quarantine and was lucky enough to be able to get out and celebrate my birthday because uh i you know just happened to be in the right sort of circumstances to be able to do that um but it's it's still a threat and it's still around and you know we're not out of the woods yet just because the numbers are getting better doesn't mean we can let up the reason why we're doing well is because you know we've been working so hard at it yeah and just uh, we uh, just ask to keep it up um and just do your best uh and you know we are going to we're going to reopen this county we're doing our best and i just want to encourage everybody to keep up the good work hang in there <laughs> Elkhart County Health Officer Dr. Bethany Wade, appreciate you uh, joining the show with us today. And uh, who knows what we're going to be talking about the next time we catch up in about a month from now. We could be literally anywhere at that point. Hopefully not COVID. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, OK, let's 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 just try and set our sights on something a little more <laughs> reasonable. But yeah, hopefully not. COVID. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, Dr. Wade, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. We got more coming up for you today on The Beat on the Heart 1340 AM 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.